Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the Politics Guys, a place for bipartisan, rational, and civil debate on American politics and policy. I'm Michael Baranowski, professor of political science at Northern Kentucky University. I'm joined today by my conservative counterpart, Cleveland area attorney and defender of freedom, Jay Carson. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jay. So as usual, there was a bunch of stuff that we get didn't get to because we were so focused on both the Israel-Hamas issue and the uh, House Speaker fight, but plenty of other important things happened that uh, I'm looking forward to talking about with you, starting with uh, some guilty pleas. Uh, we have former Trump legal advisors, Sidney Powell and Kenneth Chesbro won't be going to trial. They were both scheduled to go to trial uh, uh, imminently, uh, but they both ended up pleading guilty to lesser charges and avoiding prison time, avoiding any potential significant penalties in exchange for their testimony against their 17 co-defendants, which include Donald Trump, who were indicted for violating Georgia's anti-racketeering laws in an attempt to alter that state's 2020 presidential election result. Now, Powell pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit theft by taking and five counts of conspiracy to commit intentional interference with performance of election duties. Ch- Chesbro, I want to call him Cheesebro, and I know that's not right. So Ch- right, right. It does, it always, I always think that's when I see the thing. Is, but, yeah. Yeah. but anyway, but Chesbro, who has enough problems without having his name mangled, pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit filing false documents. And uh, Powell and Chesbro are the second and third people to have pleaded guilty in the racketeering case. They joined bail bondsman Scott Hall, who uh, was accused of conspiring to unlawfully access voter data and ballot counting machines. So we're getting uh, this is oftentimes how one would expect this to happen. Right, Jay, you get a sprawling case with a bunch of defendants and oftentimes the the prosecution's goal is to start turning some of the lesser ones, working their way up the line. So you start with this bail bondsman who nobody's heard of. Then all of a sudden you get released the crack in Sidney Powell, who has plenty of you know, personal connection to Donald Trump. And then uh, after that, right after that, Kenneth Chesbro, who was also very instrumental and inner circle-ish sort of things. And so uh, how big of a deal is this potentially, do you think? Um, I don't know how big of a deal. I mean, to me, I, I, I'm, I'm a little troubled, uh, you know, by this entire case really. Um, and, and the prosecution and it, this, why point, is that? Uh, Let's talk about that because I think that's where you and I, you and I, while you and I agreed when, when we talked about the various cases against Trump, you and I agreed that the New York civil case was a stretch. And, and for me, it was this weird kind of sort of way of uh, stretching 
misdemeanors, what would usually be misdemeanors and the felonies and getting past the statute of limit. It was just, there was a lot that just made me go, oh. Yeah. To me, this one, this one is not as much a stretch as the New York one, but still a stretch. Okay. And that's, that's see, I guess I, I differ from you on that because it seems to me that this is exactly, well, not exactly, but this is uh, part of why racketeering laws were put into place, right? So that if a bunch of people are engaged in a conspiracy, uh, you, you don't have to just let them get off on these minor things, because if you can demonstrate they were an important part or a part of this larger conspiracy, they should be treated as co-conspirators and not just people who did this one little thing or that one little thing. And, and at least if I'm understanding the theory behind that correctly, that seems to fit what the prosecution is alleging went on in Georgia. Yeah, but I guess that my trouble is um, uh, if you are indicting people for giving really terrible legal advice, um, I, I think that's that's kind of and part of this uh, stems from you know the cheeseboro. Um, <laughs> now you got now you know, you're the, doing it. I shouldn't have said it. Sorry. Yeah. About the, that. No. The um, you know writing a memo uh, saying, well, maybe you could maybe you could take this route. Um, now again, it may be a really dumb idea. It may be terrible advice, um, but as a criminal act, uh, no, I, I don't, uh, I don't. Uh, I, that's that that's what troubles me. But it's sort of like, well, if it's in pursuit of Donald Trump, then it is a criminal act. And even this this the whole Georgia case. Uh, I think my problem, having um, read the transcript of the the phone call, right. Um, I think that it comes off there is if he really believes there's fraud and he's trying to seek to find that fraud, um, he can be wrong. Right. And that's not that's not the same as as criminal. If it's now, if he is, as the prosecutor seems, the prosecution seems to allege sort of asking um, uh, the uh, uh, someone to, to make up something right uh, in order to, to get him the votes. Uh, well, that's a different situation. Um, but again, my sense uh, is that, that Trump really believed there's fraud there and that uh, the Georgia officials just weren't working, looking hard enough um, uh, and that they, he was encouraging them to look harder. Now, those, that's, those are going to be questions for the jury then eventually. But, um, yeah, I, I. So so then when as part of the uh, appearance before the judge. When the judge is, as I guess, is pretty stand for this, you would know better than, than I would. Right, the, uh, the, the colloquy, plea, plea colloquy the, is what the, we call in the, it. In the colloquy, when the judge said to both in their individual cases, both Powell and, and Chesbro, uh, you are saying that the facts in this, the facts in the in this case are are something I don't know the wording, but they you actually are guilty, and the facts of this case would de demonstrate that you are in fact guilty. Yeah. Yeah. You're not saying that when they said that they were perjuring themselves. Or no, they were cutting a deal. Yeah. But what's the difference? <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm serious. So uh, are, are you saying that, that they were, that they decided to perjure themselves to save, to, to get out of prison time? Well, I don't know whether they say perjure themselves, but they they could say that they, you know, reasonably believe that that's going to be the, um, I think a lot of times the, I guess maybe the, the question is uh, the the facts. Uh, I think the facts mostly were undisputed. It's more a matter of of the law of of what were they doing? Was that really a crime? Um. So no, I. I but but no, that's that's what happens in in uh, 
in pretty much any plea agreement, right? And uh, people take plea agreements to to get a better deal, right? They uh, they kind of do the math and and figure what's the chances that someone's going to believe my version versus somebody else's version. So so do you think then that Powell and Chesbro will provide false testimony? in exchange no. for this treatment? No, no, I don't, I don't think it'll be false testimony. Again, that would be perjury. Um, and and so. I guess I should point out, I should say, uh, it, it's not, it wouldn't be perjury, I, I realize, because the question I believe the judge asks is if there's a factual basis for moving forward with the charge and not that a factual basis that clearly and... In, in, right, you're not conceding all of the facts. Right, uh, right, right. Okay. I think, yeah. So, so I guess then... You feel that this is all just that. Are you saying that you do not think that Donald Trump and others engaged in a conspiracy to attempt to change the election results in Georgia? Or are you saying, and this is maybe a fine distinction, but I think it's an important distinction that not only do you think that that's not the case, but that there was not even sufficient cause to pursue an indictment on those charges. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, think I think the that's latter. an important yeah, distinction. Yeah, So the latter is just saying that there's so little there that it wasn't even indictment worthy. Well, and I think there's also the defensive of there is a sort of um, privilege. Uh, and it's not even an executive privilege, I don't think. But but to say, listen, um, I'm, I'm, extra, I'm looking at, at my legal rights and challenging these election results. Um, you can be wrong. You can be wrong. But but that doesn't mean it's a, you know, was 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 Al Gore conspiring to reverse the results of an election when he challenged the Florida outcome? Well, no, he was just challenging um, an election that he thought there were there were issues with. But but are, um, you, and you're not maybe you are. You're not suggesting that what Al Gore did in 2000 was essentially the same. I mean, it's the same if we want to call put it under the banner of challenging, but there's challenging and there's challenging, right? I mean, there's challenging that's perfectly legal and above board. Then for instance, there's challenging that gets into threats that gets into illegal activity that you could still call that challenging. And it seems to me that what Trump and his associates have done was so Outside this, no, Al Gore wasn't talking about releasing the Kraken and Hugo Chavez and Venezuela and this wild, wild stuff that to call both challenging is like saying, well, you know, I took a hundred dollars. Well, I took a hundred million. Well, we both took money. I, I think it's a false equivalence. I, 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 do you disagree? Um, maybe yes or no. But to me, it's sort of where do you where where does that legal line get drawn? between um good challenging and bad challenging and i would say well, if you're able to if you're able to say well bad challenging is criminal well that's uh, to me that's a, a problem because that's sort of a, a really a chilling effect right because uh what what is bad challenging uh is going to be in the eye of the prosecutor and that uh may necessarily be a partisan decision in the end what is bad challenging is what is illegal challenging and ultimately that's in the eyes of the jury right yeah, I, I, well, I mean, you wouldn't guess, go so far guess, as to let's say. Get, let's get to the. I mean, I guess I'm still unclear. Uh, and again, I don't have the indictment in front of me, but the the illegality of of what um, 
the uh, Cheeseboro, and I'm still going to keep calling him that because <laughs> I just because I like that name. Um, and he's Powell a cheese bro. Too. Yeah, I like it too. Um, um, you know, it it had to do with um, discussing, you know, could the could the federal government uh, grab the voting machines, um, seize them as evidence? Um, look again, I think that's maybe a really bad idea. Uh, I think maybe or maybe not. That's outside the the power of the federal government. Um, but I think if you're talking about Hey, what are our legal avenues to challenge? We think there's something wrong with these voting machines. Um, again, it, it, whether it makes sense or not, um, is there a legal avenue to to do that? And someone says, "Well, you know, one thing maybe you could do is we could seize them as as evidence." Um, again, is that a crime? I I don't I don't know that it is. So are, are you? Are uh, especially you... when it when it never when it when it never happens. Well. You know, and just, you know, you're kind of shooting around ideas and then people say, no, that's not a good idea. Well, um, as I understand it, and again, you're in a better position to comment on this, but conspiracy typically only requires that the conspirators involved agree in some way to engage in in an illegal act or illegal acts, but that but that there doesn't actually they don't have to actually there doesn't have to actually be that act. The very fact of engaging in doing it, even if it's not successfully carried out, that's why conspiracy is a separate crime from the crime itself. If, if I understand that correctly, and I, I'm not saying that I do, but that is my understanding of the basis of conspiracy charges in general. Yeah. And, and so, but so, again, there's got to be there's got to be some underlying illegal purpose. It, and wouldn't changing the results of an election i mean be an illegal purpose yeah if you knew if you knew that the the uh, uh yeah okay let's well let's go back to al gore then um what was was his purpose um in florida i his well i see what you're saying i, I don't think that i think there's an important distinction to be made between trying to change the results of an election that you believe you have lost to try to subvert the will of the people, as opposed to ensuring that the election is correctly, the, the votes are correctly counted. Those are two very different things, because one right. is saying... And, and Trump, Trump contends that the votes were not correctly counted and that he actually won. And the only way he could have lost was would be because of massive fraud. And, and now, I think he's delusional. I think he's delusional. But we've talked um, about that before. And, and yeah. being delusional does not does not absolve you. If 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 you are if you have rational if you have no rational reason to believe in in something like that, then that you can't just say, well, I'm delusional and that's my get out of jail free card. That's not how it works. Well, I, again, I, I might. Uh... I mean, as a matter of law, I'm saying that just because that that's not typically the legal the legal standard to say that, well, I don't care that everyone told me this was a crime. I did not believe it was a crime. So therefore, I no, had no. no, no. I'm not intent. saying no. In that case, if I'm not believing it's a crime, I'm saying if if what you're doing is um, um, uh, simply challenging uh, an election. Um, even if you're if you're doing it honestly, right? If you honestly believe that, then I think you have a, you have a duty to challenge it. Um, 
I guess that's that's what I, I don't disagree with that. Is, is you just say uh, if, um, if I don't example, I don't disagree uh, with that, but I'm saying that if everyone if 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 there is no reasonable basis aside from your belief in yourself that you have won the election, and that seems to be your argument about Trump, that that is not in and of itself a sufficient defense. Um, again, that's that's a question I'd have to take a look at. I I think it I think it would be. I think it is a, um, it is a defense to to say, look, I I had reasonable belief. Now, again, that that question of of was the re- belief reasonable? Exactly, and that's that's, um, that's the point yeah, that I'm getting that, at. That that, yeah, but and, and so to say, well, I'm just an unreasonable person. I don't care what anyone says. This was my belief, and my belief is my belief, and that's I think where we're you know getting into that that sort of territory but back to the i get back to the practicalities of it i mean it it seems to me that one way this works out is it's sort of a prisoner's dilemma situation right is the other the other well not 17 but now there are now there are there were 19 now there are 16 so 15 of them start saying to themselves well who's going to be the next to take a deal and should i take a deal while there's one still on the table while i still have some leverage and who's going to crack next? And yeah, this I think is... most of them, I think most of them will take a deal, and uh, it'll it'll be interesting what they say. Now, look, if if some of these folks uh, say, um, uh, "Hey, look, uh, Trump said I totally lost that election. Can't believe I even got as many votes as I did." <laughs> but you know what? We're going to find a way to to, to overturn it. Uh, you know what do you got? Well, that's a different kind of situation, isn't it? Um, but well, yeah. if if these folks testify, as I think they might, <laughs> say no, the, the president was insistent at all times that he never lost the election. Um, I, I think I'm it's sure more, that- yeah, I, I think it's more likely that the prosecutors wouldn't have offered them deals if they thought if they thought that they had nothing valuable to offer that was that that kind of got to the heart of this conspiracy. And so I think it's much more likely that they would say something along the lines of, well, there was a a point in time in which it seemed like the president indicated that he knew he had lost in no uncertain terms sort of thing. And will that be enough? I think what the prosecution is hoping is that given enough inner circle Trump people saying that, that will be enough to convince the jury that yes, regardless of what Donald Trump says, he knew he lost and he knew what was being suggested to him was very likely illegal, but he decided he gave the order essentially to go ahead with it anyway, which that seems to me to be an awfully difficult thing to prove, I would expect, especially in a criminal case when we're talking about the necessity for a unanimous jury. So in the end, do you think Donald Trump ends up being convicted of anything here? Even with these guilty pleas um, and yeah, I think he does. Yeah, I mean, in this particular case, not just in the cases yeah. overall, yeah, because there are obviously one. ninety-one felony charges against him. So you know, he's got to get on something, Odds right? Are, eventually. Yeah. yeah. So, but you think in the Georgia case there'll be at least something? Yeah, I do. And, uh, and again, I, I think that's going to be wrong, and I think it's it's. Uh, um, I, I think again, that's just the, the when you case say of, wrong. Uh, Let's let, let me clarify on that, or, or get some clarity on that. When you say wrong, do you mean that the jury will reach an incorrect conclusion about whether Donald Trump did criminal things, 
or that Donald Trump did criminal things that should not have been prosecuted or somewhere in between there? The latter. Well, more, more, more the latter, more that this should not have been prosecuted just out of uh, good common sense. We hope you enjoyed this preview of our supporters exclusive midweek show. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, we hope you'll consider becoming a supporter. Supporters get ad-free access to all of our shows, membership in our Politics Guys Discord group where you can join in on the conversation, and other benefits at different levels of support. To become a supporter, go to patreon.com slash politicsguys. You can also support us through Venmo or at politicsguys or through PayPal. You'll find all of our support links in the show notes as well as at politicsguys.com slash support. And if you'd like to get the midweek show, but you're not in a position to become a financial supporter, that's not a problem. Just send me an email at mike at politicsguys.com, and I'll be happy to get that set up for you.